Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself, Joe Oberle from Vikings Territory and PurplePTSD.com and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune, thestartribune.com. Mark, I'm just going to kick it over to you. I'm not even, I'm out, I'm out, I'm done with this team. They're over, heck with it. The Vikings, you know, they, they take you to the heights of exultation last week and beating the Packers and then they come, you know, flying down the earth with a Big thud in Philly. Oh, my God. It dropped like a soggy Philadelphia cheese steak sandwich on the ground. Just a big thud. Disgusting and what have you. Mark, well, what should, should, we, should, we talk, should we talk about the draft? Yeah. <laughs> uh, can they can they tank for the draft? Where are they in the draft right now? we got to figure this out because it's over. Right? Well, they're it's tied over. for first place in the division. Well, you know, Kyle's going to get fired right after the guy in Denver, even though he won. He's going to get fired. You know, he's two games in. They want to fire him. Um, O'Connell, let's, let's get rid of him. Let's try it. You got to just keep recycling these coaches. Now, I mean. I wouldn't bring Ed Donatell up for the head coaching job. Uh, yeah, I don't think I'll, yeah, it was not uh, not impressive. Uh, you know, to me, it was uh, I picked him. One of us on this picked him, you know, didn't pick him. And I believe it was me. So we're one and one now. We're each one and one. Um, and you're probably going to end up whatever the Vikings record is. I, I'm guessing, right? Wow. Uh, so that's all the you fact, got. That's the all fact you they got. lost. You know, when I picked the when I picked the Eagles, I picked them because they were playing in Philadelphia on Monday Night Football. And you know, if if the game had been here, I probably would have picked the Vikings, and it very well could have been a different game. The fact that they lost on the road at Philadelphia, which is, you know. They're a top three team in the NFC. They might end up being the best team in the NFC. Who knows? The fact that they lost, uh, you know, on the road prime time is not a big deal. The fact that they did not even compete defensively, yeah. did not even, you know, like the Lions went down to, against them at home in Week One, but the Lions, you know, at least went after the quarterback a little bit. I realize you can't blitz. You got to be careful with this guy. You got to respect him, but you can't just sit back and the entire first half and into the second half and just watch him do what he did. Explain that to me, Mark. What the heck? Uh, what was that? The, the assumption the assumption has to have been that Ed Donatel – I mean, that, that's kind of the way the defense is. It's a shell-type defense anyways. Uh, you know, but, you know, your, your corners are seven yards deep. You know, it's, like, it's basically a four-deep look. It's a shell. And when your quarterback can complete the underneath passes – and your quarterback can run the ball, and when there's only five guys in the box and they, they the running back can run the ball, and then your quarterback on top of that is hitting, you know, throwing, you know, very accurate passes, you know, in the gaps that are that are downfield, and then you had to throw in some miscommunications and like Cam Bynum, one on the tight end with a deep 53-yard touchdown. It was a disaster. That's as bad that's as bad a football defensively in a half that we've seen in a long time. And Zimmer in, in New Orleans, Zimmer was down to like his seventh linebacker. This was at the end of the year. They were beat up, injured. This was a disaster with, with front-line players. The way you just described that shell defense, a shell defense that I'd like to put on the shelf, thankfully. Thank you very much. How can that be the plan? For, J- for Jalen Hurts, how can that be the plan? Because the way you just described it, it sets up perfect for Jalen Hurts to have to put up 357 yards or 47 yards in the first half to to uh, end up being the only guy in NFL history 
that uh, goes 300 yards and two touchdowns and and 80% of his passes. You know, the Vikings always put people in the record books. Unfortunately, not their team. How can that be your plan going in? Is I mean, what what are they thinking? I know you don't know, but my goodness, what 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 can possibly be the thought process behind putting uh, that defense against this? Player? The thinking, the thinking is that you make him go 10, 12 plays and get down the field. That the you know, you keep you keep stuff in front of you, you make qu- quick tackles. But to me, it was so soft that it was just like shooting fish in a barrel for this guy. It was, you know, the, the, the corners are starting at seven yards deep, and it was just so many holes and so much space for their receivers to work. Uh, and also, you know, there, there's A.J. Brown's coming off a big game, so they're thinking A.J. Brown. And, uh, you know, Gardy, I don't know what his numbers were. They certainly weren't that great compared to week one. But they got so many weapons that, they, you know, Goddard and, uh, and Sanders – um, there's just so many weapons that were just there, you know, in open spaces and the Viking, what, you know, I can understand maybe that thinking that's your plan going in, but when you stick with it and you, you know, base, basically you're, you're stubborn and you don't shift out of it. You it don't, adjust. you don't do anything to, to, to uh, shake things up. You know, that's a problem I think. And, and, you know, they, they'll, they'll play Detroit. It'll be a different game. They'll be at home. They'll, they'll be, they'll be so, this would be a team that'll be so glad to see Jared Goff in his standing in one spot and uh, and taking a long time to read, you know, and being a little slow reading the defense like he a lot of times is. Um, this was uh, I, Jalen Hurts played his best game as a pro. He played his yeah, best that, game as a yeah, pro. Yeah, and and J- and Jalen Hurts is a is a good player. You know, I I'm, haven't been a believer. I thought I've always seen him as kind of a temporary guy until they bring someone else in. You know, I'm starting to rethink that because, you know, I, I, this guy can, you know, the he certainly surprised the Vikings in his accuracy and his ability yeah. to distribute the ball. But, man, oh, man, the guy, you know, other than the one sack uh, was on a four-man rush, they did nothing to try and disrupt him. It's just I could see your plan, but you had to have had some sort of adjustment to go to, and they didn't. You know, it, it was interesting. I mean, it, it, the other part of the defense, well, I, this is related – the wide receivers were so wide open. They looked like Jeff, Justin Jefferson last week against the Packers. I mean, every time he threw a ball downfield, there was nobody within two, three yards of him. And I mean, it was a, it's a, it's a shell. So it's kind of zone, right? It's, you know, they're kind of sitting back in their areas. Well, at some point you got to step up and press on these guys. If they're catching that many balls in front of you, that's not an easy, that's, you know, you know, even then, and then they still get one over the top for, you know, like a 60 yard touchdown. I don't know how, how long it was. I mean, it was, it, it, it totally blew my mind at how uh, incredibly uh, poor design it was for this, for this game, for this game. Um, it, it, uh, it stopped nothing. There was nothing that this defense stopped. And after just shutting down the reigning MVP last week, I, I, I just, I, I, I'm gobsmacked at what happened last night and didn't, didn't quite get it. Well, the defense, you know, the Packers defense, Vikings defense is the same defense. Joe Barry, it's all from the Vic Fangio, Donatel tree. Uh, I'm not saying you, you scrap the defense and you're, oh my gosh, they got to, you know, go hire the guy in Kentucky to come in and fix this. Uh, you know, uh, to me, it's, it's, it's a similar type of philosophy, um, you know, and the Packers didn't adjust last week. The Packers didn't do what, the Eagles did. The Eagles 
looked at the Packers and they agreed with J- uh, Jair Alexander and said, we got to put someone on this guy. You know, so they put their best corner on him. And, uh, you know, Darius Slay ended up being the best receiver. For, I mean, he was the best target for Kirk Cousins. I mean, uh, you know, that that's kind of, you know, uh, not saying Philly played the perfect defense, but, you know, I, I think, um, you know, Philly's, Philly gave up a lot of running yards early in that game last last week. And the, the assumption was, hey, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook's going to have a big game. They're going to get him off balance. Well, when they slammed Dalvin Cook in the first half or three carries for three yards, yeah. um, it's second and three. One, the first play, first play of their of their uh, the first offensive play for the Vikings. He, they try the middle. He gets stonewalled. Uh, second and three on the next series, or I believe. Um, gets stuffed, and then they they throw an incompletion on third and two, I believe. So, you know, when you didn't have Dalvin, everybody said, oh, we're just going to do the gritty and we're going to throw the ball 50 times and, you know, we're going to gritty our way to the Super Bowl. It's still Dalvin Cook is a huge part of this game, and they, they slammed the door on him, and then it, you know, defensively they just couldn't compete. So it that I'm, I'm surprised that it was only 24-7. Yeah. Uh, the, the 24-7 because I think the Eagles could have kept doing it. And then I don't know for whatever reason, well, I don't know why Jalen Hurts is throwing that ball on uh, at the end of the game where they got or toward the end of the game where, you know, I'm sitting there writing and the game's going this way and you're like, okay, my deadline's coming up. Uh, you know, uh, you, at that point, it's just self-preservation. You're hoping things don't change because you yeah. don't know right. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, why, does, why do you throw that? So that could have been maybe part of the thinking is that Jalen Hurts will make some mistakes like that, but he didn't in early in the game. He was perfect in that first. Yeah, he was better than advertised, and uh, uh, clearly surprised this young coaching staff. Now I'm going to have to c- cut him some slack since they are a new coaching staff. Even the last week, we were ready to crown their ass, as Denny would say. Uh, they 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 got out coached. There's no two ways, and it's the second time it's happened to Phil, to the Vikings in Philly. Zimmer got out coached in the NFC title game in 2017 but these guys were out coached they were they were scrambling they were they did not have the right plan on defense they uh we're going to get to the offense in the next segment but the offense was just uh, abysmal last night one that looked so confident and so so uh poised it is flipped you know they, they looked like they were in mud the offense last week they looked like they were the packers of the week ago it was just such a change of script but you know, talk to me about the coaching staff. You know, we're we're gonna have we're gonna have you know uh, peaks and valleys with an with a young coaching first time coaching staff. But uh, have you are, are you amazed to see them so dramatic in two weeks? Where you're way up here against the Packers, and now you are down in the you know KOC put it on himself. But you know. What are your thoughts on on the coaching staff? I mean, that's that that that's the NFL. I mean, the NFL is this. You know, that's what it is. I mean, unless you're the Patriots with the Tom Brady, and uh, you know, you have a twenty year, you know, almost a flat line of excellence. That's what it is. It is you you hang on and you 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 ride it when you're up, and you you move on when you're down. And you mentioned a young coaching staff. I mean, the defensive coordinator is older than you, Joe. So. Uh, their youth, youth wasn't the problem on defense. I'm young. I'm young. Uh, I mean, you bring in an Ed Donatel so that you can uh, – it's sort of like when Zimmer came in, and Zimmer wasn't young, obviously, but he came in and he brought Norv Turner, uh, you know, someone that he turned the offense over to because he, he didn't wasn't going to be much a part of it. Um, so that's kind of why you bring an Ed Donatel in. So, you know, 
Kevin O'Connell doesn't have to be a you know really heavily involved in that. And boy, if that's a sign of things to come, uh, it's unfortunate because uh, I think you know you got that kind of experience. You got to you got to have something in your bag uh, for when things are completely uh, not working and you don't really uh, you can't just go in between series and go hey try harder guys. It wasn't working. There needed to be something done. And then, uh, you know, he throw in the, you know, Bynum jump, you know, jumping the route on between Bynum and Cam uh, Dantzler, you know, the, the tight end comes out, runs a kind of a short, that brings your, your deep safety up to the tight end. And then here comes you know, uh, the Quez uh, Watkins wide open down the middle. And as I, as I noted today, Quez Watkins was, was the best receiver of the 2020 draft in the game last night. He was a he was a sixth round pick. He was drafted 180 spots after Rieger, I believe. And so uh, for one night, Howie Roseman won the 2020 draft with Quez Watkins, <laughs> who had more yardage than uh, Jefferson and Rieger combined. Um, before we get off of the coaching staff, we saw as young, I mean. There was a moment there that near the end of the first half where uh, KOC showed us just how young he was when, when they, when they had the, the, uh, uh, the Eagle stopped, you know, there was 27 seconds left and they thought, okay, we're going to get off the field here and we're going to try to get some points in before halftime. He calls a timeout. So what do the Eagles do? Turn around and make the third down and go down there and kick a field goal themselves when they still had to go to length of field. That to me, you know, right there, I think you, you should get out of it. You're getting the ball back the other hand. You don't make that. You don't make that play. That's a little chutzpah from from maybe still feeling it from the week before. So yeah, you're gonna, you know, be aggressive and go down there. I, I don't know that you yeah, make that well. I you know, based on how the defense was playing, maybe not. Maybe, right. maybe I, I maybe, but there is so much in the NFL today about the, you know, scoring and then getting the ball at the at the at this end of the, at the start of the third quarter, right? You know, it's, it's uh, there's 28 seconds left. It's third and six and you're at Philly, the Philly 21. So I'm not going to sit here and beat him up on that because I don't think that was like some young um, mistake that he made or anything, but because I'm thinking, okay, if, if you want him to be aggressive, okay, you make a stop there and then you, you know, they got a guy that can kick a 60 yard field goal. So you, you try and sneak a field goal in there. And then you come back out and you you score a touchdown and suddenly it's uh you know it's 17 21 17. Um, I'll give you that, but when you're getting your I, I can see it. in the first half yeah. on both ends of the ball, I mean at some point you say, okay, you know, you err on the side of conservatism here because that you know that, you know that they were doing whatever they wanted and they just said, oh, you're you know because they were happy to run out the half the Eagles, you know, then you're just handing them. A, that you, you pissed him off and they went and scored on you instead. I would have done the same thing, you know? I, well, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I, I just say, I, I probably would have made the same decision to you know, at that point. It's like, okay, let's just get out of here. Let's fix this okay. at halftime. But I, I not going to slam it for that because I'm thinking it could have been a 10 point swing and we'd be talking about, Oh my gosh, nice. you know, uh, you know, uh, Joseph makes that 62 yarder and then da da da. Jefferson comes out and catches a touchdown to start the third quarter. You know, we've been talking about that, that, that middle eight that they're always talking about. Oh, you know, you got to win those, 
you know, end of the first half and the right. start of the second half. And by the way, if, if you know, we had a running tally, I think, on a billboard in town of the of what Zimmer was given up in the last two minutes. So that touchdown, uh, I believe, came with one fifty eight left. I texted. Yeah, I know. And you t- you you texted. I me. said, "Hey, are, are we keeping track? It's that's ten points in the last two minutes of the of the first half." So I'll be curious to see whether I see that that number everywhere. Um, as we did, and of course, Zimmer, obviously it was coming up week after week after week, but, um, I also thought that the offense, as in this case, you know, uh, right before, you know, um, Philly gets the ball back, you know, the offense could have very well, I mean, okay. So they, they score a touchdown with 158 left and they had enough time to get the ball back and go down and score a field goal. So offense in there has to share that blame just as it did last year. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. There was three. They had four possessions in the first half, and three of them were three and out. You know, that's that's. And we're going to get get into the offense in the next segment. But one more question on the set uh, on the on the uh, defense. There wasn't any rush that helped them out per se. I think they sacked him, sacked Harris once. And let me ask you this question: Is it scheme or talent on the secondary? You know, I mean, we we've talked about the scheme that it was not good, but. Can we can we just satisfy ourselves that this is not the way they can play a, a an RPO quarterback like this? Who because they had no answer, and, and uh, the, the entire team had no answer to figure out how to. You know, they, they were sucking into fakes that I, I couldn't believe it. That you know stuff that you know high schoolers would wouldn't suck in on. I mean, they they would fake the RPO in, and there's a guy diving in on the running back. I haven't seen that since my high school team, where we had a really good. Uh, offense that you know was was finesse offense and we faked a lot of people out like that getting people tackled without the ball i saw that last night oh my god we are unprepared here long question but you know anything you got there yeah i would say i would say last night scheme was a big part of of the problem last night and not talent that's good yeah i mean you know there was a time where early in the game where i think peterson got turned around by the guy because whenever you're playing that deep and you're retreating and you're keeping everything in front of you and then you get off balance or whatever, I mean, the, the holes become even bigger. And it's like, you know, one thing Zimmer would do is he would, when he played zone, it was a guy in the zone had to carry his guy to the next spot where now it's just, to me, it looked like, wow, they're, they're going to just give up something in front of him and run and tackle him. Um, you know, and there's no pressure on him. There's no attempt to like create pressure um, scheme was a big issue, I thought. Last what do they night. do next week? I mean, do, do they do they keep this scheme? You can't revamp the whole defense in on week three, can you? Or can you just, uh, you know, I mean, what what happens next? I mean, is Donatella a, a dinosaur? Like you said, he's older than me. He probably is a dinosaur. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can't it, can't really go there after one loss. But it's you know, I, again, it, when you get into the U.S. Bank Stadium and the crowd. It, becomes a becomes a big part of the game and also you know Jared Goff is not Jalen Hurts and the in the Lions don't have the talent that the Eagles do um the Eagles also had a pretty you know, the Eagles you know what we should talk about a little also is that the Eagles have had a pretty good offensive line I mean that was yeah that was impressive I thought that that you know you, you know Daniel Hunt these guys didn't really you know other than the one sack by Wonham it just they were just a non-factor. The rush was a right. non-factor, and that's 
you know, you can talk about the secondary and the scheme and everything, but if there's no pass rush, all that stuff doesn't matter. You know, it, it's if, if a guy has a time and he's an NFL caliber quarterback, he's going to, he's going to a find his receivers or B he's going to look at the fact that there's nobody up front and they're going to turn and hand it off. You know, that first drive when uh, Sanders had a 12, 13 yard run and then the tight end gets involved and it was like, you know, Hertz was five of five for whatever and to four different guys and uh, four different guys had a, had a carry. It was just like, I mean, yeah, they got out coach and I, you know, all coaches admit it. And sometimes I, I wonder if they, if they believe it, yeah. but they can't because it's like, you know, buck stops with me. Well, in this case, you know, yeah, they, they got out coached. Uh, there's, it's, you know, the biggest Homer in the world watching this can, well, Homers tend to like get really get more angry at them than the media does. So I'm sure Vikings fans are, you know, are, uh, you know, saying this more than we are that they got out coached. And, uh, but to me, it's like, come on, this is a new staff. You know, they don't do anything in the off season. They don't play in the preseason. You know, got to give them a chance to get their feet going a little bit. Wow. This is a switch because the, uh, for the most Vikings fans, uh, the honeymoon period's over, but you're, you're trying to extend it a little bit further for this. Coach. I, yeah. Well, I remember week two in 2017, when I'm, uh, they're down to case Keenum, they, you know, case gets thrown into one of the worst possible starting situations. They go to Pittsburgh and the Steelers do what the Steelers do. They just pounded the crap out of them. And it was like, and they were one and one because Bradford had gone down it's one and one. And it was, Oh, you know, we're, we're done. I mean, could, because now you got your backup quarterback who's, you know, five feet tall, a hundred and nothing, and he's back career backup. I said, come on, you know, let's see what what he can do. And you know, that was one of the more exciting years uh, that you'll that you'll see in Vikings history. So it's time for Nick. Nick, what the heck's his name? Nick uh, Mullins. Nick Mullins. Great. Or, or David. Maybe David Blah. David Blah can go go up against the. Uh, Maybe we're gonna get, we're gonna have get, all the information on the Lions. We're gonna uh, get into the the uh, of uh, quarterback in the next segment. So why don't you all come back to Vikings territory breakdown with myself and Mark Craig? Okay, welcome back to Vikings territory breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, um, we just talked about the defense and their culpabilities in this uh, game last night and the coaching staff, which uh, uh, Mark is out there defending. He's going to, he's going to, you know, carry the torch for KOC here forward because the, the fans are ready to, to burn him an effigy after that one. But uh, you know, I, I frankly, just, I don't want to hear it's all my fault. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, I'm not sure I, you know, that, that helps me. It's taken, it's helping You know, you know, he's trying to take the heat off of his quarterback and his team, Kevin O'Connell, by saying that. And Zimmer said that occasionally, that one's on me, but it's like, God dang, I want, yeah, I wanted to believe that these guys are going to take us forward with a different mentality. And it just, it smacks so much of the same last night that it was, it was really bugging me. But anyway, the offense really started bad early, you know, two, three and outs right out of the gate, put the team in a hole. Um, you know, I guess we got to go to Kirk Cousins. You know, I, you know, there's, there's, it's not all on him, but there's plenty on him. He threw three interceptions. Two of them are his, his fault. One of them was Justin Jefferson. And that's the guy I want to talk about right now. It's Justin Jefferson, because to me, 
I was a little concerned. I, 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 I've said all along, I, I think he's a great player, but I think the hype is too much for him. And I think it happened last night. He, he did not play his best game. Kirk missed sometimes when he was open as opposed to last week when he was open constantly, but I don't think he got it open enough for his quarterback. I think he pouted after uh, things didn't go well. The first time he was uh, down near the, uh, had a pass taken away. He was, he was looking for a flag. I go, these are not, these are not good body language things for me. What's happening to the darling of the league all of a sudden. And I think the guy's got to dig in a little bit more and make a difference because he was the focal point. They blanketed him and Darius Slade ate him up. Justin Jefferson, your take. Um, oh, quit smiling. What are you going to say now? I wish that we had a clip of last week. I think at some point last week you would, because I said I'm not ready to go there, that he's better than Randy Moss. And you said, I'm getting there. I'm getting, I'm, I think I think he might be might be getting close to being a better than Randy Moss. I didn't say that, but I, I was higher on him than I have ever been last week. Uh, so, boy. Um, so how do you go from Randy Moss to – we got we just this guy's too much. Uh, he's not worth the money. Well, Randy Moss quit on plays. What the hell? Uh, yeah, Rand, Randy tended to coast occasionally. Absolutely. So I, 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 you know, I, the body language and um, I don't know. It, it I, I don't really follow that on because I know sometimes you know, receivers get frustrated more than any position on the field. Yeah. I think the biggest difference was he. They ran up against a, a cornerback who's not afraid of him. A cornerback who is is equally talented as he is, who's an elite, you know, type of corner. Uh, and they had a good plan for it. Um, and then, and as as I was saying when we were talking, when we were searching for things to talk about all off season, and we, you know, we were talking about how this is going to be a passing offense, and Je- Je- Justin Jefferson said it's going to be a passing offense. And I was saying that, okay, that's fine. But if you take Dalvin Cook out of the game, it takes – eventually it takes Justin Jefferson out of the game. And that's what happened last night. There's no threat of the run. I mean, they – you know, they shut it down and the Vikings – when the Vikings tried it and the Vikings didn't stay with it because they just didn't – there weren't – their time of possession, I think, in the first half was like 10 minutes, I think. I think it was 20, it was, it was double, 20 to 10. So yeah, yeah. didn't have a lot of plays, couldn't run the ball, and it trickled over. You just can't drop back on the road in Philly on Monday night football and just throw it to Justin Jefferson until he gets in rhythm. It's not going to happen. So I, I, I don't put this on Justin Jefferson. I put it on the fact that they were so out of sync, they could not get a first down. Um, and, and you saw whenever that one drive that they had uh, where they did score the touchdown in the, in the first quarter or first half, um, you know, I saw Rigger with the end around. You saw Cousins actually run run for a near first down. Leading rusher. Yeah, so you, you ended up seeing, you know, kind of a mixture. Well, um, you've got to be able to run the ball a little bit because last week they ran the ball. You know, Dalvin was invisible last week, and we were all talking about Justin Jefferson. But on first down, Dalvin Cook, they were they were evenly balanced in, between Dalvin Cook and that passing game. And that's what they got to do. They got to be balanced. And then Justin Jefferson can do all the dancing and everything and be who he is. Um, 
you know, I, I hope you're putting a little bit on Jefferson. I mean, it, for certain that third, that first interception was on him. He he didn't shallow his route in front of Darius Slate near the end zone. He he decided to step behind him, and so Slate stops, steps in front, and picks him off. I mean, everybody and their brother's dog is saying that one was on Jefferson, and it was his. It was a he should have shallowed up in front of his defender, and you know, even like I think Troy Aikman said, even if he interferes with it. You can't let him step up and, and make that play. The other two were on Kirk, but that one was on Jefferson. And I, I just, you know, was was Kirk too much zeroed in on Jefferson because that was the successful uh, uh, game plan last week? And because we didn't, see, he didn't even target uh, Thielen in the first half. I don't think there, he did throw a lot of balls to Irv Smith. And uh, you know, we can talk about Irv in a minute. But you know, was. Was uh, was it too much Jefferson in his head? Is that he was looking for him? I, I don't know. I think it was the fact they only had the ball for 10 minutes. I don't know what the plays were, the amount of plays in the first half, but the other team had 350 yards at halftime. And that tells you that they had the ball for, you know, over 20 minutes. Um, they just didn't have the ball enough to to do this. You can't have the – you can't go three and out, three out of – or three times or whatever it was in the first half. And, and say, well, why? Why didn't they give Irv the ball? Why didn't they get Jefferson the ball? Why didn't they run the ball? Because they didn't have the ball, um, and that's that's just a recipe for complete disaster when you're playing that kind of defense on the road. And then they they get to the second half, and there's a, you know, Philly kept trying to like jumpstart the Vikings, and then <laughs> they kept throwing, they kept giving it back to them. Uh, but yeah, I mean. I, I think everyone shares in this in this loss: the coaching, the, the defense, the offense. Kirk, Not Irv Smith. Me. I mean, Irv Smith is running. Irv Smith's doing everything that we have been looking for for two years. He's got a seam deep down the field. Jefferson is, uh, I think, ran uh, a route to take some attention away. He's wide open. It's twenty-one-seven. There's a minute and a half left in the first half. He catches that ball. He scores, and it's a completely different ballgame. Do you think it changes it? Because I don't think so. I think it changes the mentality, especially if the Vikings come back out after the break. And right. But I don't know that that was going to happen. I thought they were so well, it, it puts It gives them a fighting chance. I mean, they, they were so outclassed in that first half that had they scored right before halftime on, on a play like that, suddenly I bet you Dalvin Cook has more room to run. Yeah, I bet yeah. you, uh, uh, Adam Thielen. Uh, yeah, had, I mean, there's more room to operate in the middle. Uh, ha had they taken the top off with their tight end, um, so you know, to me, it's yeah. I mean, it's Kirk's. You know, everybody shared in this blame. It's this is not one where you know Kirk's going to get the record. The Monday Night record is two and ten. It's I see. It's like the tied the worst ever. Um, for uh, the old Rams quarterback years ago. Drawing up another another senior moment on the name, but uh, you know he gets the record. But it's a it's a team coaching and, and offense defense yeah. uh, special teams. Let's not let's put them aside. They, they they did not lose the game. Yeah, we'll talk to them about them in the next segment. But uh, Kirk Cousins, you know he's he's tied to the offensive line and what and they gave him some time early, but his mentality deteriorated with that game because he got worse and worse as the night went on. And some of those those two interceptions were really bad picks on him. Um, 
the line was starting to break down some at that point. But happy feet set in. It was the old Kirk who was just feeling the moment in a panic situation rather than Kirk who was just poised and hanging in. And even though he was rushed last week, he looked great. He looked like everything you want in your quarterback, standing strong and tall, composed um, and confident. This week it went from, you know, uh, three and out, three and out, and then it started just deteriorating downhill. He got worse as the night goes on. They, like you said, the, the the Eagles tried to give the Vikings back in the game, and uh, Kirk gave it right back a couple of times. So I, I, I'm hanging a little bit on him. At first I, I had written down, you can't put it all on Kirk, but then as the game went on, he, he started building up culpability because he just – he looked like uh, happy feet, nervous Kirk in the pocket, and there's just not – uh, he was missing reads and he was missing players when he did see some. He made some nice throws, made a couple nice ones to Adam Thielen late, but that was garbage time. And yeah, I mean, obviously his his the blame or whatever um, grew as the game went on because the special teams they block a field goal. I mean, when you don't see too many, uh, I don't know when the last time the Vikings blocked a field goal. Um, so they get the ball, they they pick it up, they they move down. Perfect scoring opportunity. He throws an interception. Hurts, uh, like I said earlier, Hurts Hurts throws that that completely ill-advised pass near his own goal line and that ends up Hicks re- intercepting. And then they throw it. Then Kirk throws it. You know, Kirk throws it up for grabs. Um, yeah. So so yeah. I mean, it grew because there. You know, the Eagles were begging them to to at least make it. You know, a ball game where you're like, oh yeah. Well, you know, there wasn't a point scored in the second half yeah, by either team. Right. <laughs> right. So I mean, it, it's it was be- they were begging to be, yeah, you know, to to have it be a contest, and and Kirk right. couldn't. That's where Kirk couldn't step up. That's where you pay your quarterback like that to to step up in those moments. Um, so yeah, he 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 doesn't he shares in the blame, but also this is Kirk Cousins for eleven years, and his t- he and his teams are like this. And, and now he's 60, 60 and two mm-hmm. uh, in his record. Eli Manning was a, I believe uh, when he retired was a complete, it's like a hundred, hundred and one or whatever. Really? I, I, I think he was a, a total, even 500. If not, it was a couple games here and there, um, you know, but he wins two Super Bowls and has two of the greatest. Um, they upset the uh, dynasty twice in the Super Bowl. Uh, two postseason runs. He had, he had nothing, but and now he's got a show on Monday night. So yeah, yeah and then, and he's he's and he's actually as funny, I think, as uh, as Peyton. So that's a <laughs> yes, he is in a, in a whole different style. But he, he's definitely and and, and Cooper. Uh, I I really enjoy watching uh, watching those guys. Um, how did you think the offensive line played in general? Well, I I didn't like that the fact they couldn't establish the run early, mm-hmm. and then when you don't get the when you don't keep the ball, uh, you don't have a chance to because then you fall behind. Uh, I think it you know they come out and their their intention on that first play, you know they weren't fooling around with some like uh, you know like uh, Rogers pulling it down and throwing a deep one on the first one. They were going to be uh, you know if Zimmer has that call, if Zimmer orders that call on the first play and it's a uh, you get slammed and then the next play. Uh, cook up the middle, he gets slammed. Um, you know, we'd be talking about why, why, why are they always sort of trying to run the ball? Um, 
but yeah, I, I think that if if they're able to, to assert themselves like like the Lions did early in that game in the week one, then it, it's different. But um, I, I think the offensive line, you know, wasn't a disaster. I don't think they're any like major. Oh my God, they're completely horrendous. But I, I think that they they fell short like everyone else. Did you get any communications from uh, Kentucky after the game? <laughs> no communication. No. Okay. Because I, 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 I think you're smiling, don't you? When when they. Uh, I, the competitor in him, and I and uh, the cranky old bitter side. I'm sure that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when they fire you for your defense, and then you turn on the TV, and, you, and that's what it has replaced your defense. You're probably. Then you okay. open up another bottle of red wine, I think, is what you do. Uh, Irv Smith, yeah, you, you said something earlier in, in this podcast here I want to touch back on. I mean, you know, it wasn't about the fact that he catches that ball. It is. The, the trajectory of the game changes. I don't know if the Vikings win, but everything changes. Uh, Irv Smith, you said there was a miscommunication on that. You thought that was miscommunication on that pass play that he was going up the sidelines, gets behind the – Defender drops it. We had a sure touchdown. Do you did did you say or were you referring to something else? Well, probably the the, the Eagles touchdown, oh, uh, okay. where Watkins got behind Bynum. Okay. The way they're playing, it, I mean, I, I I I'm not in the headset. I don't know what all the calls are, but Damn. I believe when you're playing like that, you got to see your. You're not supposed to be coming up and jumping on the tight end if you're if you're too if you're all the way back. Um, yeah, that was just a drop. That was not. Yeah, okay. Then I misheard you. Uh, Irv Smith should have had that ball. I I I I, yeah. I like Irv Smith. I, I he was poised to have a great year last year. He got hurt in first preseason game. So this is actually his second year, and he started late in this one. So I'm I'm building up the excuse monitor for him that you know I think he's going to get better as things go. But you don't always get chances to do that. You've got to, you've got to like Watkins who dropped it last week. You've got to catch that ball and put your team on a on a path to for a chance at a win. It, it it's a he's still a young player. It's a tough tough deal for him. But man, Kirk laid that one in there. You know, of all the things you say about Kirk, he 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 feathered that one in there for you to just race to the house. Yeah, and this is also a guy that broke his or uh, tore his thumb ligaments. Probably five, six weeks ago. Right. Uh, I don't know if he's still wearing something on it. I would guess there's some sort of support there. Um, you know, so I like a lot of things, Irv Smith in week two is probably not going to be uh, the same as Irv Smith week 10. Yeah. So I would, Irv Smith is a talented. He's got a lot more power than uh, you think. Uh, so, he, you know, Irv Smith is going to, is if he stays healthy, is going to be a, a really good addition uh that, that they didn't have last year so uh it's it, it sucks for the team that had, he drops that ball but i think his hands will be better and healthier uh, later in the year yeah he needs more reps he sat out too much but uh you know and, and he's gonna get better i i liked what i saw from him he did have their only touchdown and that was a nice throw by kirk too i just you know i just feel like kirk cousins um he's he he's a great talent uh, he's got the, all the tools, but the pressure gets to him like if he were you or me. I know if I was out there, I'd be panicked. I'd get happy feet. I'd be, you know, I'd start forgetting everything I was supposed to do, you know, in my pregame work all week long. And he just looks um, 
He starts forcing stuff. It, it's just, it, it's different. And I, I guess we saw a little of that from Rogers last week. So they all, it happens to all of them. They got, you know, 300 pound guys chasing him down and maybe not enough people in front of him. I don't know, but I, I think we see there's, there's very good Kirk and there's very bad Kirk. And we've seen him in these first two weeks and, and the Vikings are going to have to live and die with it. I think he's very process oriented and, you know, whenever it gets dis- disrupted, um, he's not good at, or not as good as he probably should be at. I- I'm not going to put him down with us, Joe. I- I'm, I'm going to say he's- Kirk at his worst is probably a little better quarterback than either one of us could ever, you know, be. Um, I'll take one hit, put me on IR, and I'm and pay me, and I'll I'll, I'll get out of your hair. Um, uh, but to me, there was one play where. where you know, would like to talk to Kirk and just say, "Hey, I'm not not ripping you. I'm not saying you should have done this, should have done that. Just curious what you're what you're thinking is." And I think Troy Aikman even referred to it on this play. It's a play where they have uh, Madison and uh, Jefferson in the backfield. Ma- uh, Jefferson's on his right, Madison's on his left. The edge rusher comes off the front side. You know, um, Jefferson. So so Kirk's under pressure. Jefferson gets by the edge rusher. He's wide open. And to me, it's not like it's a tough – it looks like that would be your design. You'd hope that guy would come so you could put it over the head to Jefferson. He didn't even look. Instead, he, he does not even look that way. And understand. I, and this is where I would like to say, you know, you know, don't no BS answer, no, you know, varnish it up uh, so you're not hurting anyone's feelings or whatever. Just take us through what you're, what you're thinking. And – because he, he turns to Madison and tries to force it, and they basically tackle Madison and the ball at the same time. Yes. It's incomplete. Then the next play is whenever he throws the interception. So yeah. it's like that's where I'm thinking, man, and this is, this guy is a really good quarterback. He's really he's experienced, but there are moments where you just wonder you know, why he's doing this when he's capable of doing that. It's it's what separates the, the great ones from uh, from uh, uh, someone like him. I mean, maybe like be like Brady, who just went and just lit up people on the sidelines last on Sunday after things didn't go out that one. He's all pissed because he knows where things are supposed to be. He's got this different mentality that Kirk has. Kirk, I think, is a too nice of guy. He's, I mean, not that was his 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 deficiency there on the play you just described. I mean. Troy Aikman replayed it and said, look at these guys, he's wide open. You know, you've got to scan that and not just go to your first read because you think it's going to work. I don't know. I, I'm not a quarterback. I can't tell you. But it, it's disappointing. Kirk is, Kirk is showing us again who he is. But I'm thinking if that's if, if, he's, if Jefferson's there, you know, for that reason, it's certainly not to be a decoy for Madison. Right, um, right. The design of the play I think would have to be Hoping that the edge rusher comes in and and he's he, you gonna ask him this week, Mark. You're gonna ask a little him. bit of a screen. Well, yeah, I mean you could ask him that in, in a podium setting and you're just gonna get, you know, podium speak. I'm talking about just you know, off to the side and say, I would love to just know, you know. I you'd love to know and be able to to write it, but you don't as you, um, you might be aware, uh when guys are at the podium speaking, you tend not to get uh they're a little, po- a little more polished now than they used to be back in the day. Yeah. You know? Yes, they are, and it's unfortunate, but that's the way it is. So uh, with that, we will jump to another break. We'll come back and 
talk a little bit about uh, uh, the the one bright spot that happened uh, Monday night and uh, have our prediction segment and see what else is going on there. Come on back to Vikings Territory Breakdown. Check it out. Welcome back, folks, to the Vikings Territory Breakdown with Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. The Vikings are still one and one. They're hoping to change that this week when they welcome the Detroit Lions to town. Uh, a couple notes from last night's game still. Harry, Harry the hitman, uh, Harrison Smith, suffered a concussion. We found that out today. And as Mark and I were just talking offline, uh, with a short week, Mark says he's, he's probably going to be out. You, you would think Smith's not going to be able to play on Sunday. Got to go through. I mean, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll find out. I mean, um, you know, the kinder, gentler uh, kumbaya, they are off today, which is normal. Uh, but they're they're not practicing at least the latest schedule. They they tend to change their schedules left and right. But I don't believe they'll they'll make them practice on Wednesday. But they're not practicing on Wednesday either. So, um, the, you know, so the first time he would practice would be Thursday, uh, and then they have to go through like a an activity period where they're and then come back the next day and see what happens. So. Um, I'm, I'm just guessing here, but a short week. If you have a, if you do have a concussion, I would be, I'd be surprised if he plays, which means you'd have Lewis seen making his first start, I would assume, uh, and having Bynum. So there's a lot, that's a lot of uh, youth and inexperience back there. If that, that's Jerry Goff is licking his chops, baby. Um, one bright spot we experienced last night was the special teams, and it was consistent. I mean, from the opening kickoff, Greg Joseph did the high kick and dropped it in, and the Vikings stopped him behind the uh, around the 15 inside the 20. On the only other kickoff he had, he did the same thing, and they 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 stopped not the 15, which was nice. Uh, right, Ryan Wright punting was again was great, and and the coverage was great on that. Uh, um, they even had a blocked uh, field goal, which you talked to later, which which gave all us fans hope for a moment. You know, uh, I think it was was a Boyd that picked it up and, and couldn't get to the house that uh, was not yeah. fast enough to outrace the punter. It uh, was unfortunate because that would have been fun. I mean, that would have got us a chance to, to, to you know, you had one more. The, the, the Eagles just sat out there and waited. And here the special teams gave you the opportunity and uh, the offense kicked it away. So, anyway, special teams are looking good. Uh, so far, so good this season, which is – it hasn't always been that uh, uh, in the last uh, eight years, I would say. Yeah, I mean, I, I love that the pooch kick that they're – you know, they did it uh, – it's not the first time – first two times they've done it. Uh, maybe the preseason or maybe they did it last week. I'm not sure. But, um, you know, they're dropping it in there and they're covering it. And, and uh, you know uh, – a lot of teams, and you know, they just kick it away, and so that they don't have to cover it, and they start at the twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Now the Vikings are now looking at this as, hey, we can we can we can have people start inside the twenty. So um, it's almost another first down, another ten yards that you need to, to get to score a touchdown. So I like that. I, the punter, I mean, it's at one point you're like, uh, why are they keeping this punter around? You know, when are they going to cut him? Because you just assume we all assumed that Barry was going to keep the job because he's a veteran. I mean, this guy is, um, this guy's, you know, the one that he had, I, I don't know what the distance, 60-some yards, or, or it goes out at the five, you know, that he did his job on that before the half, and then, but the defense couldn't hold. Um, you know, Peterson, you know, Patrick Peterson, 100 years old, is on the, oh, uh, 
field goal block. So uh, he he, he he got a he got a penalty on the first uh, extra point. Mm. So you know that he's playing with jumping the jumping the count. Yeah, uh, and you know what, what's it gonna what's it gonna hurt to, to try and test it on an extra point? Which yeah, that's a, that's a veteran savvy move. Uh, and then he, he he gets it on the the field goal. They didn't uh, block him. They didn't. He was untouched. Yeah. Man. It's just a matter of him him timing it up right. Uh, so yeah, the, the special teams are, you know, uh, there was a lull there, uh, you know, a couple of years ago where you know, they didn't have like the younger, more talented guys, uh, or you know, they could, you know, that's your cheap that's your cheap labor to come in and mm-hmm. have to do these jobs. A lot of times, not Peterson, but um, they didn't have that. But they're they're building that back up, and I, I like uh, I like the. the uh, Matt Daniels, the, the uh, special teams coordinator, was a he had the one of the, his unit had one of the only uh, bright spots of the night. So can uh, can Ryan Wright fill in as an interior defensive lineman if they need him? He's big enough dude. Yeah. Well, he yeah had sixty. He's more than sixty six. So wow, there you go. He's got that uh, that that just extends that roster. How about that? You know. There you go. Um, you know we we were saying how Harry. Harrison Smith was the only guy who got hurt last night. We we were missing uh, Andrew Booth, uh, still with the quad injury. How important is it to get him back here? I mean, even to help special teams, I heard he's a decent special teams player. But you know, after what we saw in the secondary last night, it's pretty pretty imperative that they they get him back on the field. And is that going to be a problem? Because this guy has an injury history. I mean, I. I... I picked him to, to be the starter, you know, over Cam Dantzler because I'm not sold on Dantzler. Uh, I think Dantzler has a potential to be really good, but I just, to me, it's. I think Booth could be a better be a better corner. Um, you know, Dantzler had that one series where he came up and he spent as much time, you know, showing his bicep as he did it, you know, on the field, and then he has the um, the illegal contact that you know the Vikings could have been off the field there as the illegal contact. Uh, that extends the drive. I think they ended up punting anyways, but you know, a little less of the, you know, the bicep for the mugging for the camera and a little yep. more focus. But Jeff, that's just us old school guys. We, yep. we Jefferson did it too, Mark. He he did yeah. one of these when he got one of his few first down second half, and I just jumped on him at the screen and said, "Put that away right now." And my daughter said, "Yeah, I, I think he realized it and kind of shut it down." Well, yeah, I think, and I think the league. Uh, uh, opponents are getting a little tired of the gritty, you know, because oh, when, yeah. uh, when Hertz scored his, not only did he do the gritty, but then he, I don't know if he was, I couldn't tell by watching where, you know, if he, if he went like this, he kind of went to the Viking sideline or what, but it's kind of like did the gritty. It's ah, enough of that stuff. In the stands that they were doing the, Oh, there you go. Yeah. All the Eagles. They showed this one guy in a Viking jersey all by himself. Everybody around him's going like this. It's like I guess they've had they've had enough of the Vikings theatrics. Well, that's- it didn't didn't come back to bite him on the ass like it did for Sean Payton though. And when, when Sean Payton was yeah. doing it yeah. before the miracle, that that was a uh, you kind of like to see. You know, he probably should have waited one more play to do that. But uh, exactly that 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 was uh, that was a beautiful moment. Um, Quickly, I want to – you're the NFL insider for the Tribune. I want to ask you a few quick questions just to run down a, a few topics around the NFL this weekend. Uh, we got some drama in Denver. Can uh, can can Hackett Hackett, he's uh, 
people came away from Sunday's game. Now this is Twitter, you know, it's not people that, you know, it's people that are just firing out of frustration, but uh, they're already saying he's the first one to, to be gone. And he's only in his second game. <laughs> and he won a game. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously Monday night football, it was a lot of mistakes, a lot of, you know, questionable decisions. Uh, you know, the 64 yarder was long enough. I mean, if, if they had made it, it would have been yeah. a lot. You know, he knows his team. He's, you know, you, you know, you can make that kick. Um, but, you know, the thing was, it's, you know, you're paying <clears throat> Russell Wilson $250 million, put the ball in his hands in the first game. This game, it got so bad with the clock management that the fans were chanting, we're counting down the clock to try and help the help <laughs> slash mock, you know, like three, two, one. Uh, and I, so I, I, there might've been some delay of games. I don't know. I didn't count how many. Um, and, and Russell Wilson, you know, at his lowest completion percentage, I believe of his career when he's had you know, higher number of attempts, 45%. So they're still feeling their way, <clears throat> you know, yeah. Russell Wilson didn't play in the preseason. So uh, he's not going to be the first one. If I had to predict the first one, it would be the poor guy in Carolina, Matt Rule, as, uh, could be one of those that he's lucky to have made the season, but I don't think he's you know, probably going to make it to the end of the season. He's got Baker, man. Come on. When McCaffrey's going to get probably get hurt here very soon. You, McCaffrey can't stay healthy. Um, so I, that'd be when you, I, when I saw your note, I was like, uh, that would be my guess. Be the okay. guy in Carolina. <laughs> um, you, you, you do the survivor pools. I play uh fantasy football and I, I had every year. It seemed like hot last week. This is two, two, all two, uh, two, uh, I can't even say his name down in Miami's quarterback to a while. How do you say his name? Uh, I don't, I, I, I just have to, I just have to check the spelling. So two, uh, Every year is his year, and I, I've had him. I'd have him as my backup quarterback, and I finally didn't get him this year. My, my son did, as a matter of fact. The guy has six touchdowns yet on Sunday. Uh, is it finally going to happen down there in Miami? They got Tyreek Hill, and they got uh, this guy Weddle playing receiver who kicked my ass in fantasy football on Sunday. So it's like it's finally coming together down there. They they have they have had bad records for so long, and they've been amassing some decent players. And maybe is, is Tua figuring it out, you think? And they, they got a chance to challenge over there in the East? Well, he had four touchdown passes in the fourth quarter. Um, wow. <clears throat> I mean, he's got a lot, they got a lot of talent around him. You know, the Ravens are leading 35-14 going into the fourth quarter. And they lose 42-38. to Capers. Uh, and, and as you what? pointed out there, that's a, one of a handful of, of games where just completely got turned around at the end. That was extreme. The the Browns was uh, was even more extreme. But uh, yeah, I mean, I like. I'm not saying Miami's I mean, Miami's you know being in the in the AFC and being in the same division as Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, good luck with that. Uh, but they're on their way back. Uh, I don't think they, the owner's going to be ordering anybody to lose games. So <clears throat> so I could probably keep this coach uh, going forward. Uh, so yeah, I, I like them, but uh, a tough row. Whenever you got those Buffalo Bills, yeah, uh, Buffalo Bills. That, that's your pick, early, preseason pick to win it, right? Or at yes, least get, a lot. A lot of people, I'm sure, a lot of people are yes. on that bandwagon. And they they're they're not changing any minds after what they've shown the last two weeks, especially oh god, they manhandled the, the Titans last night. And that Titans, I think, are zero two. No, they're one and one. Oh one and one. No, 
No, no, zero and two. Zero and two. They've been zero and two since in ten years. So, you know, the Titans are not a team. <clears throat> I've always felt, you know, they're although you know they dealt with so many injuries last year and still you know made yeah. it made the playoffs. I think they're number one seed, uh, but just not a you know Tannehill doesn't do it for me and get to the playoffs. Last year we saw that uh, you know I'd want something a little better than him. Um, but yeah, I mean the Buffalo just put you know for them to just destroy. You know, on the road in L.A. is it's not as big a deal because even whenever they were raising their banner and getting their rings and it's it's uh, Monday night football or it's or no, sorry, Thursday night football, a kickoff to the season, it was still a Bills home crowd, which is embarrassing for L.A. Um, but then they come back and, and just put the you know, slam the door on uh, on Tennessee, which was which uh, they are they're going to lose. They're not going to go seventeen and zero, but they are they look. I, them in Kansas City would be fascinating to watch again. You know, like we yeah, did Cincinnati has got a little hangover there, perhaps, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, part of I wonder how much of it is hangover and how much of it is what they did last year was a little early in their progression as a, yeah, yeah. a young team. Um, you know, it's sort of like uh, when the Vikings made the uh, NFC Championship game in was it 2000 and they lost 41 to nothing. It was almost like, was that team good enough to get there? You know, probably not. But then when they got there, they got, you know, completely trucked by the, uh, by the giants. Uh, this has a sort of feel like that where it's, you know, I wonder if he's ready for this moment because came out of kind of nowhere. I know they got the, you know, they got a quarterback that I would love to have on my team. Um, they got the receiver, they got multiple receivers, but you know, as we see, they overcame the offensive line last year. They went out and revamped their offensive line, and it was just as bad. I think they gave up eight sacks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the offensive line is still an issue, and they got to play together. So, yeah. I have uh, – uh, last year I had the best team in our, our league, best fantasy team. Rode it all the way to the Super Bowl, such as it was called, and uh, Jamar Chase put up 50 points and kicked my ass. So this year I have Jamar Chase on my team, and I'm not happy. I'm ready to I'm, – I'm taking all trade offers in my league. No, I'm kidding. So it's your fault. Yeah, it's my fault. Anyway, well, I'd like to go and, you know, do a quick mini preview. We got the Lions coming to town. There's another game this week, thank goodness. We can put this one behind us. We can get giddy again if they win. Uh, if they lose, it's going to be trouble. I'm not saying must win, but if you're Kevin O'Connell – he better win. <laughs> Not that there's anything going to happen to him, but he's going to be even more sad. And and uh, the king of Happy Town is, you know, got got to lead these guys with that positive attitude. But the, the Lions are a good team. They're they play hard for their coach. They uh, uh, they got a receiver, uh, Saint Brown. I equal, I can't even say his first name, uh, who looks really really good. Um, and they're a more well-rounded team than I think that they have been in the past. I don't think they're world beaters yet. The Vikings own for last year being the only team that or the first team to to lose to them when they were on their own whatever uh, run. So this this the Vikings have to win this game. I'm not saying a must win because I know you'll ride me into the dirt for that one. But what do you what do you see uh what do you see uh in this team coming up on Sunday? Well, you know, that St. Brown guy in, in the seven games since he caught that touchdown to beat you know the walk-off touchdown to beat the vikings wow yes 
touchdowns in seven games, including two last week. You know, the Lions, uh, as we, you know, I haven't, I haven't watched the HBO, but, uh, you know, that's a, a physical tough team. If, if they hold up, if he doesn't, if he doesn't hurt them in practice, um, they're, they're a team that's going to be, you know, a little tougher probably. Um, now, when the Vikings were 0-10-1 last year and the Vikings were going there and the Vikings were favored by double digits or whatever, that's when I, you know, I, the whole week I kept saying they're going to lose this game. The Vikings are going to lose this game because it, that just had the vibe I felt of the whole year. The Vikings were maybe five and six at the time. And, you know, and it, it happened before when they, you know, 20 years earlier, you just had this feeling. Yep. This is a bad game for the for Vikings for the Vikings to go in, and they and they lost. And they almost lost the game at home earlier in the year. You know, Kurt had one of his comeback wins uh, to beat to beat the Lions. I mean, the White Lions came out of nowhere, took the lead. It's like you know, had Kirk not had that last second score, you know, touchdown drive, they would have lost two twice to the Lions. I don't get the feeling that they're. It's a danger moment uh, to face them now. They're they're at home. Um, so I, I like them to win this game. I have a feeling that it's even though it's a short week and they're coming back from being on the road, I like the Vikings to win this one. I don't think it'll be a blowout, but I'd say by seven, somewhere in there. Well, you know, uh, I I risk getting ripped for you for, for picking the Vikings again since you've, you've tweeted. I don't know if you've tweeted it, but you've certainly said it to me on a text that uh, – I'm going to, my record will be the same as the Vikings. You said it earlier on this broadcast. Um, this is how the Vikings go. This is how they go. They they lay an egg and and they respond better. I think they all dig in. I think they're, you know, they might have went in to last week's game a little high like Minneapolis Miracle. Hey, we're really good. We just beat the Packers. You know, we're going to go in and, and walk through this. And they they just seem to be running in mud to me for the first half of that game. So this one, they're going to dig in. They're going to prepare. They're going to be ready. And they're going to be pissed. So they're going to beat. I think they're going to win. And uh, the season series is now one and one. I had, to, I had to let you have that one last night, Mark, so you could get even because you lost last year. I'm not sure if you remember that, but you lost our bet last year in this contest. So That was the playoffs. We, we, we bet on the playoffs. No, we bet on the whole year too, and um, you don't recall that. I just remember you taking all the favorites in the postseason. All the winners, Mark. I took yeah. the winners. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's no love lost here on that. So, so I'll take him, and we'll see how it goes next week. So, any any parting shots? Any uh, anything you you need to get off your chest? Any any? Well, I I think that the biggest difference in this week this week's game coming up compared to last week's game is that uh, in that first week we were talking about Daniil and Zadarius. Daniil and Zadarius. This game, they, it's almost like, did they play? Um, wow. I think it's going to be a different different ball game with, you know, being at uh, that, that stadium is a huge advantage. Um, and the four-man rush will be different. And you got a quarterback that's not going to get out and run on you. So I think four-man rush led by those two guys will make, make the difference. And, you know, they'll control the game with that, with their defense. After we, we're going to spend the whole week, you know, questioning the defense, but they're going to come out and they're going to be up again. So I think, that's my prediction. I think what they got to do is that for their next road game, they need to have Gene Hackman come in with his tape measure and measure the goal post <clears throat> just like he did in Hoosiers to show his team that the baskets are the same size in this big arena as they are in their little hickory gym so that Kirk knows that the field's 
100 yards here, and it's 10 yards for a first down, so you don't have to panic. Don't get excited. That's for the next road game that comes up. Well, the next road game is, to their advantage, they're playing the, the Saints in London. So uh, the Vikings, that's that's a huge, that's a big advantage for the Vikings because, it, you know, the, the Superdome is one is the loudest place I've been in. Yeah. And Seattle is loud, too, but I, I just – the Superdome, when it, that thing gets going, is louder than I've ever heard. Well, we'll have another game to talk about next week, and and then you know uh, we'll be talking about the the London game soon enough. That'll be fun. So, thanks, Mark. Thanks for your insight. Thanks for giving me grief. I think. Thanks to uh, Mike Waldem in the background, uh, our producer for for putting the show together. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Come on back next week, and we're going to talk about the Vikings moving into another tie for first place in the division, if and maybe put the put the uh, uh, Lions in the rearview mirror. So thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week on Vikings Territory Breakdown. And until then, Skull.